Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. What's up, gang? Johnny here. We got episode 37 of whoop Point whoop. Hammered. <laughs> Who we got here? PH. Uh, uh, I think the usual suspects. <laughs> nice. Bear. Yeah, it, it, that's me, all right. Got that husky voice. <laughs> so yeah. enjoy. <laughs> Bear was waiting around for me to start my fucking beekeeping so he can raid my honey supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nice. that's what I got these big claws for breaking into honey into beehives. Big old mitts. All the fur keep you from getting stung too bad. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <Nice. laughs> exactly. And today is June twenty fourth, two thousand eleven. It's fucking been a while, dudes. It's fucking. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks. Yeah, we haven't done anything Four weeks, else, isn't it? It's summer. Everything just, just breaking down. When there's no paint cast, though, it feels like I fucking haven't been a part of this for a while. Other than the countless hours I've been putting into my own personal time <laughs> to work on the fucking new webpage. <laughs> so, fuck's been up, How's boys. That coming along? Um, it's coming along pretty good. I got the whole layout done. I got to start doing the programming part where I'm pulling shit from the forums, pulling shit from databases and all that. Mm-hmm. Site's looking real cool, though. Where Wherever do you find all the time to do this? I'm a fucking busy man. Somehow, <laughs> somehow I built a deck and a webpage. <laughs> Got done, uh, Which was harder. <laughs> yeah, probably the deck. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What's been going on in the hobby, boys? Canada Day. That's what's going on. Canada Day? What's that about? <laughs> it's about celebrating our neighbors to the north with our annual Canada Day episode. Really? And it's about time. Yeah, I think so. So we've got an exclusive look at the Canadian Warhammer scene that we'll get into a little later. Yeah, we got to fucking definitely get into that. It's, that's big business right we there. we got some really good clips and some coverage for you, so definitely stick around yeah. for that. It's the offici- as the official Canadian Warhammer podcast. It's only appropriate that <laughs> we make amends with Canadians once a year. Are we still the official Canadian Warhammer podcast since Canhammer came along, or what? Um... We're yeah. still. It doesn't. They don't make yeah. us unofficial. <laughs> in, all right. All right. In any case, I don't. I don't think. <laughs> Just making sure we're not we're stepping on anybody's in the, toes in the podcasting bylaws <laughs> and, and see what what our status is. But have you guys been playing Warhammer? I had. I don't think I've had any games. Not since our game where the we put out that bad report. Uh huh. Bear. Uh, last time I played was with uh, the Legend. I talked about it last episode. Last well, Rod's been playing. I a played lot. a couple games. I played about six games mm-hmm. since the last podcast. I'll get ready for a fucking hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to leave the room? I could, you know, just start going through them all. You come back in ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Then <laughs> you'd be halfway done. <laughs> so you still uh, playing a very similar list, or what? Three tree men and all that, or did you finally wisen up? Play something no. I might have a chance at beating. <laughs> <laughs> no, the trees. 
trees do pretty good. Yeah. I haven't found the, the rock to the scissors yet, but... Uh, we should uh, probably get another game either this weekend or next before Blood in the Sun comes. Yeah, I want to try squeezing a couple more. we still got about two two weeks. Yeah. So. I'm working on them. I have the Glade Guard all painted, both units. So that's... I painted up 28, but I'm only going to be using 26. Sure. Trimmed down the unit to 13. Wow. Uh, I did switch around a couple of things. I took the Moonstone off the BSB... And I gave him the Hail of Doom arrow and a bow so he could use it. And yeah. then I went all defensive items on the Eagle Rider. Okay. So he's got a three-up against non-magical attacks, <laughs> a three-up ward. Yeah. And Fuck then me. he's got the Dragon Helm, which gives him a plus-one armor save. So he has a three-up against shooting, four-up in close combat, and a two-up ward against flaming attacks. <laughs> so... I figure I'm dropping the charm shield, but I'm still pretty well protected against all artillery with that guy. Although the three-up is more of an illusion of safety more than anything <laughs> after playing some games. Yeah. But, you know, he actually worked out pretty well. And then I gave him a great weapon so he could actually kill things in close combat. Uh, so you dropped, what was it, you had that bow on him? Or the yeah, Hail he had Hail of Doom yeah. and he had a spear, charm shield, and a two-up. So you dropped the Hail of Doom, huh? Well, the Hail of Doom's on the BSB. So ah, I'm still you son of a it. bitch. I thought maybe my uh, chariots would be safe. <laughs> but it's working out better because uh, before he was half hanging back, waiting to shoot. I could only move 10 inches. Yeah. So now I can move the full 20, and then he can actually engage some units relatively safe, safely with the four up armor, three up ward against troopers. So, you know, I got to pick my targets yeah. against magical attacks. But there really isn't that much, so and he's a, on an eagle, so you kind of keep him away. Sure. And most magic missiles are flaming, lore right. of fire, lore of light, mm-hmm. everything from lore of metal. The only thing that could cause me a problem is lore of heavens, because they have quite a few like magic missiles, and, and each one of those does an extra d6 strength four versus a flying creature. <laughs> <laughs> so even like a hex or something would cause the damage. Yeah. But otherwise, the other lores are more directed towards buffing and debuffing units or character sniping, stuff like that. So maybe Lord Death would cause an issue too, but yeah. ship nine. I don't think that's very But if they're the using their spells on him, that means the tree men should be safe for that same round. Yeah, so. okay. Cool, cool. So yeah. you, you so painted up all those good. fucking shooty guys then, huh? Yeah, they're all done. Good lord. <laughs> I'm working just today. I've got the Eagle Rider primed i've got the big bitch primed wow they're just waiting to get some poly shades that's the first step <laughs> i got both three men have the poly shades on them and they've been based and then the wild riders i've started painting so what you what models did you go with for the tree men now uh, i switched it up to gw tree men okay so i want to post up a couple picks sure but one of them is a fine cast and one of them is a Metal. Regular. Yeah, <laughs> so you can figure, try and figure out which one's which and see. Do you mix and match components or no? Funny, I thought you'd have gone with even smaller models instead of uh, <laughs> going bigger. <laughs> well, with all their pointy, spiky arms, I figure they fit the theme good. Yeah. Plus, the original guys were the Wold Wardens from Privateer Press. So I could actually, if I ever did an undead army, I would fit those guys in there for that. As what? 
Uh, you could do it as Ushabti or okay. something like that. Or sure. on the other side, it could be well, even like a Vargal for something like uh, that. It's kind yeah. of almost the same kind of idea. I thought yeah, I heard some rumblings from you talking about starting a lizard man army. <laughs> Is that just uh, a yeah. random work thought? So like, <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm painting up all these wood elves. And I'm getting close to being done. But like now I'm like thinking about lizard man. <laughs> like how I could just just start over and you know do it do it right this time make it make everything you know easy from the start because when i did the the dryads the wood schemes really easy to paint yeah but like almost <laughs> none of those techniques really apply to the elves yeah so like half the cloth. army is kind of not really any any much faster than it was before okay so, but with the lizard men, I could avoid that mistake and make everything easy to paint. Hey, boy. Yeah, so I'm in at work thinking about lizard men and lists and comparing scar veterans to wood elf nobles <laughs> for about, I think the lizard man is only five or 10 or five, 15 more points. But he's got extra two toughness and extra strength and extra attack. <laughs> uh, he loses a couple pits of initiative. One pip of leadership, but cold blood him yeah. brings him over yeah. the what else noble better. again. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> It comes up with a comes with a five up armor save, which is better than any wood elf can get, even with all his <laughs> upgrades. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, nice. This is the way to go. This is what I wanted to do, like an army of tough, tough models. <laughs> yeah, tough I only, I only so have three models. <laughs> all right, well that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm projecting to <clears throat> get the wood elves done for Blood in the Sun. So far, wow. this weekend's out. For painting, I have to go to a wedding tomorrow in the Twin Cities. You, can, you got any games lined up? I saw you posted. Ah, uh, yeah, I should be playing against Mike Gerald. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw that on Sunday. I can. I'm trying to sneak away because we go there. It's the reception. <laughs> yeah. It's a Jewish wedding. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> so the reception's on Saturday before the wedding, and then the actual wedding itself is on Sunday <laughs> in the afternoon. So I think in that morning. Like, Gerald lives pretty close to where all the shit's going down, so I could sneak over, play a couple <laughs> games. Do you get to wear a yarmulke? <laughs> uh, yeah, Morris said I'll be issued one at the door, <laughs> and it would be rude if I brought the one that I already had. <laughs> nice. <laughs> is it is it true that they, like, stomp on a champagne glass or something, or is that just in the movies? I think so. Like, yeah. Well, you can ask me next time. All right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I'll be coming back Monday, though. I have the day off. Okay. So I can paint then. And sure. I still have to work on the the forest that comes with the Wood Elf Army. Yeah. And then me and the bear are going, teaming up on the army base. I went over to his house last weekend, and we fleshed out an army base idea. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of the things that were difficult for me, but <laughs> very rudimentary simple for him. So just drilling and cutting things with power tools. Nice. Yeah, I'm all about that now. <laughs> yeah, the, the army base is actually mostly done, which okay. is usually that's something that you just think about five days before the tournament. Five? I think when I made mine, it was like the day before, and I'm like, ah, oh, army base, I better crank this out. <laughs> so we really thought about this one, and... Um, you can see it when it's done. Yeah. It's a game changer. Army <laughs> <laughs> right. bases are going to be like this from now on. Not to brag or anything. Not to, uh, <laughs> this is the future of Army Base yeah, technology. Army base is here, John. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. How about that? <laughs> got dildos on it or something? Um, you could sit down and pleasure yourself. You could do a couple things with it. Nice. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, uh, 
Is that you it? Paint models? Yeah, I'm still working I'm on get my games later. Painting harpies. This fucking gray color scheme was a bad plan. It's just been taking forever. I've been really bogged down. So I started working on a couple of the Orctonian boars. So I got well, the fur on the second and third boar done. Some of the harpies are done, aren't they? Half, half of them are of done. Them. But the other half, this gray color scheme has just been taking fucking forever. I'll get into that a little bit because one of the questions that we're going to answer later uh, from Twitter was about painting. Um, so I, I touched on that quite a bit. But fuck it. I don't know. It just leaves me really not motivated. But I've been probably working two hours a day during the week and I'm still not even done with their fucking skin. And it's only five models. They're fucking just really small models, but it's just tons and tons of surface space because of wings and everything. So it's just a real so hassle. How does this compare to a gore? Uh, Twice as long? Yeah. So like a 26 hour per model? Easily, maybe longer because gores would be pretty easy because anything with fur or hair over a decent portion of their body, I can do, do it mm-hmm. relatively quick. But this fucker's just all skin, which has to be fucking perfectly layered. So, so it sounds to me like <laughs> you just break out the green stuff one night, furry wings. <laughs> From now on. Next so what batch you're saying <laughs> is if you had 28-millimeter models of Raj and I, I'd be the easier one to paint. <laughs> well, not if your head was shaved. But <laughs> I don't know if you get that nice kind of pale skin tone that I have. It's kind of like this gray-white that is causing him so much trouble on yeah. the heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I've been putting some thought into the list for the Raj Podge, so I got some pretty good ideas there. Got a whole Skaven army that I'm going to draw from. Mm-hmm. I'm I, thinking about, I'm drawing models from armies I'm building 10 years from now. Like, <laughs> Chaos Knights, yeah, I'll probably have an army with Chaos Knights someday, <laughs> so I, I better just buy them now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the cash. <laughs> I redid the Beastman website. Anybody's bored at work, check that out. It's www.thewildherd.com. Turned out pretty badass. Mm-hmm. I see been... some nice Photoshop images. Do you, you get the GIMP installed at work? So uh, work yeah. yeah, it is installed at work, but the <laughs> problem is anything you create on a work PC, you have no way of getting it off the work PC. Yeah. So you you waste your time to create images there. If only for work background images. <laughs> for your own desktop <laughs> for my own, at work. Yeah. <laughs> that's a total worthwhile endeavor. But uh but yeah, anybody that's fucking bored at work or just wants to check that I got pics of the whole fucking army, as current as possible, and some you greens some and a lot of the stuff. Yeah, it thought up a lot of tactics on there, just uh-huh. thoughts on I all the models. I checked out the Minotaur tactics. Magic items, Minotaur tactics, yeah. It was mostly just about how they suck and use Minotaur best Minotaur can't, can't kill tree men. <laughs> uh, I plan on keeping that stuff up to date as I play more and use more of the magical items and stuff like that, too. What else? Yeah, there's a couple pretty cool backgrounds I made for your Windows desktop. <laughs> Check that out. Okay. You get the dork it up at work. Set that on there. Oh, yeah. It's been up with you, Bear? Bear? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so where was it? Oh, yeah, what have I been up to? What you been up to, buddy? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot when it comes to Warhammer. I gave up on plugging away on my demons. <laughs> so what huh? percent of your time would you say you spend on a roof? What percent on land? And what percent on, on quad skates? skates? <laughs> <laughs> um, where does sleeping come into the equation here? Or uh, you can throw sleep in Making there. love to his fiance. <laughs> uh, we'll probably say about 30% on the roof, <laughs> 20% on skates, 10% waking hours on the ground, <laughs> the rest sleeping. <laughs> nice. Bear's got to get his rest. 0% making love to his fiance. <laughs> 
3% making love to Raj. <laughs> well, you know, anytime I get in the mood, there's like four animals sleeping Uh-oh. in various Thanks places on the bed with us. You accidentally stick it in one of the cats? What? <laughs> you don't care where it's going, it's going somewhere? <laughs> it's like it takes a half hour to herd all the animals out of the room. By then, the mood's just gone. <laughs> you just got to get a little... Yeah, air. yeah, get out of here. You, yeah. get, you get a fucking air horn. Every animal fucking flees, yeah. and Crystal's panties drop. <laughs> <laughs> Should get her ass trained. Um, yeah, so far the most Warhammer stuff I've done lately was helping Raj with his army thing. <laughs> you do more work on Raj's army than your own? <laughs> we got well, a deal, boy. <laughs> I am getting uh, my posters for the ter- my tournament together. Um Mm-hmm. Kind of starting to mess around with that. Mm-hmm. Plus, I need to get some shit done We're for Raj Podge. Towers for Podge soon. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, won't have to. I'm gonna have probably eight pre-painted ones. Hopefully by then, so we may not even have to pre-painted. Yeah, I've already got two. Pre-painted? I'm probably just gonna get like six more. I thought. Yeah, didn't you post up a pickle one, like a tree one or something? Or is that someone else? No, that was Fetter. Oh yeah, that was Fetter. It's one of his prizes, I um, think. Yeah, you're right. We're Speaking of which, I gotta get my, I gotta get my list together for him yet. I got it mostly done. I just got yeah. It's today. Lost, lost it, the no, it's Sunday, isn't it? That oh, was last weekend. Oh man! Fuck. If you lose the tournament by one point, bear. No, you get a re-roll for some Oh, is that what it is? Okay. In one of your games, <laughs> the re-roll won't help me much anyway. He needs to re-roll the re-roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which actually was itself you, a re-roll. What do you have to do to get re-rolls for your re-rolls, Grant? <laughs> Let us know. Because so, we're right. down. <laughs> so what it comes down to is you ain't been doing shit. Well, if by shit you mean Warhammer, yes, I haven't activities. done shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about some other shit. We're, we're going to skip this feedback because we do have some shit to talk about later on. That'll be a segment of its own. But... Uh, one thing I want to talk about, I'm redoing the Point Hammered site. We talked about that before. The old site, that shit went up. I put it together pretty quick because we didn't even know how long we were going to do this. It was just to have something out there. So the new one will be really badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to get totally scrapped. One thing I want to say, right now we link to a lot of other people, a lot of other podcasts, and all that shit is getting trashed. Because I kind of browse around and notice that nobody is fucking linking to us. So <laughs> if you want a link on the new Point Hammered site, um, send me an email. And then put a link to us on your page, and I'll take care of it. Otherwise, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Frig off. <laughs> um, you guys been listening to any other podcasts or seen any movies or shows or anything? Any books? Um, Bear? Books? No, I haven't read, but I did watch the grand finale of The Game of, of Thrones. <laughs> I have, Twitter's been a buzz with that. Uh, I, I think uh, a lot of people have been shocked by some of the turns of events that have happened that they haven't uh, read the books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, well, I'm well into book three of the audio. It's turned out pretty good. It's kind of cool. There is a, a ton of foreshadowing and shit going on. Yeah. It's kind of cool to see how the arcs play out and all the schemes and whatnot that some pay off and some do not. <laughs> I just noticed yesterday or the day before that the second season of Stargate Universe is up on Netflix, oh. and now I'm about seven or eight episodes in already, and it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're into Stargate, finally the saga continues, mm-hmm. even better than season one. That's, that show season one was kind of slow, but this season really picked it up. It's fucking really, really good. Isn't their cast composed primarily of Canadian actors? I don't know. 
know. I think there's an English bloke on there. <laughs> a couple mm-hmm. fucking, I don't know. Every once in a while, someone will kind of slip with a with an accent. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't investigated. The chick that played the Terminator, hey, uh, uh, Summer Glau, that played the Terminator in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which mm-hmm. was also a great series, by the way. But she's in that. Or she's also in the Stargate Universe. Yeah. Also yeah, She played series. kind of the psycho savant chick. Psycho savant. <laughs> it's my next band. The Psycho Savants. The Psycho Savants! As far as other podcasts go, we got a pretty good shout-out on The Black Sun, episode Mm -hmm. two. It was a fucking good show. If you guys haven't checked it out, check it out. The Black Sun. Mm -hmm. The UK boys making me laugh pretty good. Uh, There's a new show out of Ohio called Ohio Hammer. It's worth a listen. Keeping the the hammer theme going. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, eventually everybody's going to be doing their own fucking podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. Yeah. I do have it on here to fucking gripe about how many podcasts there are, but <laughs> there's fucking thousands of them now. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. It's all Ohio, though. That's still Midwest, right? Mm, you think? Is that that's that. not East Coast. How many? That's got to be Midwest. Yeah, I guess we're pushing we're over a dozen. Ohio. Over a dozen what it sure is in the U.S. No. Uh, Podcasts? Yeah. Warhammer. Well, Warhammer is the primary theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we primarily talk about regional things. Yeah, it's true. So I'm always surprised when people outside of our local area <laughs> give a shit about what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. And this is why we're doing our annual Canadian coverage, yeah. which will, which we do have quite a bit to talk about on mm-hmm. later. <laughs> so we'll be getting to that a little later. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. It's fucking Canada it's fucking Day. Sweet. Speaking of Canadian programming. I've been watching a lot of Kenny vs. Spenny lately. <laughs> really? An old classic. That's on Netflix now. I saw. Yeah, the season four is on there. And I'm not sure if there is any more. I think they got up to seasons five and six. But yeah. I've only ever seen through season four. So these are yeah. ones that I've already seen. First guy to get a stain loses. <laughs> who can eat the more, most meat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, the the classic, who can stay tied to a goat the longest? <laughs> I've been one of my uh, favorites. rewatching. But the first time I watched through Trailer Park Boys, I just painted while listening to it. But I realized during that that it's a lot more entertaining if you actually watch because they just do such funny things in the show. So I've been rewatching through those and actually Clear paying and attention. Stick. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Kitties dude. with their faces <laughs> yeah. fuzzed out. Just randomly kit. Ran- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the identity of the cat is fucking secret. <laughs> just the, like Bubbles' expressions are fucking classic, dude. <laughs> 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 And, uh, yeah, it's really, or just the dumb shit Ricky will do. They'll, they'll walk up on him and he's passed out in his car and it's just a mess because he's fucking living in it. There's like a toaster oven on the roof and shit. Yeah. So it's fucking really good. They've got every single episode on there. Yeah, totally. Well, I think they're missing some of the movies. There's two movies that aren't on there. They took the movies down and put up all the episodes. Yeah. But seasons one through, I think seven, seven is yeah. the last. Yeah. We I saw watching. something you guys might I was, I've been looking for some new music and I picked up a couple of really good things one that I didn't pick up but that I saw and I'm, I mean to check it out this guy named uh, Ben Nichols put out a CD called The Last Pale Light in the West and mm-hmm. it was based on uh, he was inspired by the Cormac McCarthy book Blood Meridian and so he wrote a whole album and recorded oh, it cool. it. cool. it's kind of like Americana music kind of country-ish you guys should check it out you, I'm sure you can find some of the songs day. on uh, YouTube what's it called again? Uh, his name is Ben Nichols Spelled like Ryan Nickel, but with an S. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the album's called The Last Pale Light in the West. I don't know if the music's any good. It was just labeled as Americana. Might be worth checking out. I've seen the song tracks. The last one is called The Judge. So <laughs> Nice. So, yeah. He was fucking inspired by that. 
But uh, yeah, nothing can exist in this world <laughs> without my consent. <laughs> Classic judge line. Yeah, I bet that's made it into his lyrics. It has to. I wouldn't be surprised. Did you listen to the audiobook of that? Um, or is that your? Uh, no, I looked at the visual book. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna. I'll see if there is an audiobook. I wouldn't mind listening it to it. Is. It's pretty dense material, mm-hmm. so I wonder yeah. how it'd, it'd be. Probably sound more like a po- epic poem or something <laughs> read out. But you get uh, Roy Detrice or uh, George Goodell, a couple of the audiobook <laughs> classic readers. <laughs> I'm sure they could treat it well. <laughs> Roger's the ultimate fucking audiobook guy. <laughs> Connoisseur here. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, uh, what the fuck else we got here? Anybody got any news and rumors? Um, we could what talk about, about these Woodoff rumors we we had going. Yeah, there is a lot of discussion over at Osri.org <laughs> on the the Woodoff rumors and the response to them is quite entertaining. So if you want to go, you can check them out over there. <laughs> and there is a couple. There is a thread. There is a, a bloke. He's building a tree mammoth ahead of time. He's doing some concepts. <laughs> Uh, drawing out some sketches of what it would look like. So oh, yeah. It was really interesting. Nice. Okay. So head on over there. But otherwise, the Storm of Magic shit, have you guys been... I did see... People are going to be talking about this elsewhere. Yeah. But I saw the pics, and the, the cockatrice get... model looked awesome. I'm like, oh, man. So? Too it, bad I built a Jabber, because I could have... Well, the possibilities yeah, there are fucking insane. You could basically, I think, just use the cockatrice oh, as yeah. a Jabber. Absolutely. Without any conversion. Not that that's my style, but... <laughs> it's a big... It's a big snaky yeah. with wings kind of thing bear what do you think bear have you Magic? seen these pictures bear no actually i haven't you have uh, well there's a black dragon for the dark elves there's a manacore which i think it looks kind of yeah. stupid well, the, you, if i recall correctly the new black dragon looked all right because mm-hmm. the old the dragon looks cool yeah they weren't fucking anything manacores uh, and then there are a few different wizard models and then they have all these weird scenarios where you can get like Instead of 2d6 magic phases, you can get like 3 and 4d6 magic phases. Because what we needed was more powerful magic. Yeah. And you can. So is this going to all become mainstream or is this going to be. No, it's all optional. Remember like Storm of Chaos? Now it's Storm of Magic. Well, I think it's more Apocalypse for WHFB. Because you can. Anyone can take those monsters and then you can take units from other armies. As like allies almost, they're yeah. like sworn thralls or. But you, but um, the likelihood of this being in tournaments and whatnot, nah. pretty. It slim. would have to be a, a magic or whatever tournament, and you'd have to build a list specifically yeah. okay. for it to get the most out of it. Because your wizards, like they, you want to put them on these focus points, so they're kind of by themselves, and you have to build lists specifically because they're like a building, but they can only be assaulted by <clears> one model. <laughs> I think is what I've heard. So you want to tool up, you know, characters and stuff to take them out, or you know, get monsters in there, or something like that. So you have to want your wizards protected. Yeah. But there's a bunch of new terrain and stuff too, Bear. So you might be interested in checking that out. You you already got your GW terrain though, right? Maybe mm-hmm. next year. That's why they were so eager to send it out. <laughs> <laughs> now they got all this new shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. A couple towers. One of them is like a pit in the ground with like fire rising up and then it's just like a platform on top cool it's like a cool chaos dark elf kind of thing yeah it's a lot of kind of wizardy magic-y type things it looks <laughs> some of the terrains you'll see the terrain 
but you probably won't see any of the rules. I know yeah. there's even like crazier spells right. that go off that you have to cast. Well, as long as it brings along more cool models, that's all that's really important. Right. Yeah, some yeah. of the chaos figs are cool. Yeah, some cool like uh, mutated sorcerers and shit like that. Some of the stuff I saw was really badass. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that so, I care for the rules. Like I you said, think these but, are these are these are gonna be fine cast then? Oh yeah, are they plastic. Uh, I I think I heard rumor that they were plastic. Mm-hmm. But I can't verify Let's that. Take a look. Yeah, if they're fine cast, then they should have been sculpted specifically, specifically for. So fine, these should be the cast. most detailed, the most finest <laughs> miniatures that have ever been produced <laughs> in the planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> the finest <laughs> that money, this is five million dollars can buy. <laughs> I hope this doesn't become another fucking Lazong Scribe <laughs> slash Stephen Darkoff. <laughs> I foresee it though. That's fucking God damn it, Rogers. <laughs> Let's take a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> Any other games you've been playing? Anything interesting? Yeah. What you got? I've been playing Warhammer, man. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up uh, an old classic, Stronghold 2 for the PC. That's a fucking yeah. pretty cool like medieval castle sim. Mm-hmm. So like build your castle, feed your peasants, collect wood and all that to build your castle bigger, collect stone, and then fight off anybody that tries to invade. Isn't this like a game from the late 90s? Yeah, it's Is that really the old. one that I was thinking of? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you had told me that, and I'm like... <laughs> This guy like sounds like that one old game I used to play. <laughs> it's like a. Uh, uh, <laughs> find that somewhere? Uh, I got it for ten bucks off Amazon shipped, <laughs> and I really want to play a castle game. I like since fucking castles. Lords of the Realm Two was one of my favorite all time games, but now it's too old and shitty of a game to play on any of my new PCs. So mm-hmm. I have to fucking find a different castle soon when I want to when I get that itch. Yeah, a lot of times I play like a role playing computer role playing game. It just gives me the itch to play, go back and play like the original Baldur's Gate series. <laughs> From like yeah, it was must yeah, yeah late I remember 90s. that. That's old school. Was that Forgotten Realms? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I remember reading those books, dude. Forgotten Realms. Oh, yeah, this this winter I went on a cheesy D and D novel streak, and I think I read like you know probably like two dozen novels in the course of like a couple of months. <laughs> those things are so quick, you know, those little just tear like two right and through and a half them. hours, yeah, yeah. <laughs> peel through them. That's cool. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about your games, Raj? What do you yeah. have to say about that? Start peeling through them. <laughs> yeah, give you some general ideas. We won't just shake our heads on the side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to speak up. It's been interesting, you know? So the first ones I played. You want to go to Taco Bell? Mike yeah, Bell. I'm hungry. <laughs> you want to go eat after this? I'll go eat after Some chili this. cheese. 
In your gullets? We can take a fucking intermission while the Raj does this. <laughs> when you edit, you could just put us going, uh-huh. Hey, let's record a couple. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yep, uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right, Sounds so there you good. go. Now you can edit those in. <laughs> It'll sound like we were here the whole time. <laughs> you got to put in a couple of me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> just throw them up. <laughs> so, like, I'm responding to me. I'll do a... Get a couple of farts pre-recorded and <laughs> cut those in. <laughs> pre-recorded farties. Let's talk about your games. What do you got? All right. You better fucking just hit the highlights, too. I'm going to come thump you on the nugget. Well, I'm going to talk about what else, man? In-depth deployment. and <laughs> Boys. Yeah, so first game, first two games, two of these were back-to-back against the same fella. So I played Mike Baller. He's a fella up, up from Wausau. Yeah, he plays Demons. Mm-hmm. Still got half his shit on round bases or what? Um. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, he's, he's got the movement trays and stuff. Yeah, that is, it's all proper and stuff. So sure, it's fine. He's so it's twenty four hundred points. All the games with my blood in the sun style list. They, they did vary a couple of times until I got to this build that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So the first game, well, it went it went pretty well. That found out that Eagle Hero is really awesome, actually, against the demons. The fighty version? Well, either any version I have with the two-up ward versus flaming yeah. is pretty good, even <laughs> and better in a closed list, because we did do closed list first round. Yeah. So that game, it was, and we played Blood and Glory. For, yeah. So for all these games, I was rolling up, and we just rolled a D6. Rolling scenario. Yeah, but we kept it to one or two, we did battle line, three or four blood and glory, and a five or six the diagonal deploy. And yeah, dawn attack or whatever? Mm, or meeting engagement? I think it's meeting engagement yeah. where you actually roll off on a two up to show up. Just right. because those are kind of the most common scenarios okay. that you go against. And so so he had to build his list with those in mind. I, I told him we were going to do that. And so we played, it was actually blood and glory. And this was the first win against demons that I can remember. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever with the dogs of war because the dogs of war is always like I can just barely do like enough wounds to to win <laughs> the kind you know everything is on like a hair's edge. <laughs> so when they just have that one round of just blazing five plus this. ward saves, yeah. yeah, then it always throws everything else like the, the machine breaks down and <laughs> the flank charges start coming in and. <laughs> So everything worked out really well for me. <laughs> so it was kind of a game where my closed list kind of trickiness really paid off. So the flaming ward saved, ward, yeah. saved me because he took a Zinch Chariot, and that thing's flaming as well. <laughs> and all the, all the, what are the pink horrors? Those are flaming. Oh, the pink I found out when I charged a tree man in. <laughs> I almost lost them. Yeah, they're Zinch. So they would, yeah, yeah, playing against demons sucks with the tree <laughs> spirits. Because not having... I can deal against flaming stuff, but not having any ward saves. Yeah. Kind of Heartbuster. Oh. So when I charge the tree man in, he ends up doing four wounds with the... Like rolling four sixes for his wounds. So that's eight wounds on a tree man, which just has six. Yeah. So... There was a armor point saves, there, yeah, yeah, armor save is three up still, you know, depending on what spells and stuff he gets out. I did save him, and I won that game, Blood and Glory broke him. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing that was tricksy was I know he said Netlings. Uh, he ran his, made a beeline for the Ancient with his flaming, strength seven flaming uh, Herald. <laughs> Naturally. Who was his general, yeah. Uh, I said Netlings really helped me out there. So, but in that game, I got, I got the Blood Letters and the demonettes just basically two of his blocks and the horror block in each game i couldn't touch yeah and then in the second game we did battle line 
and then this kind of got a little tricksy on his part where he <laughs> i moved up the eagle hero in front of his demonettes because i was going to hail a doom the the flamers and he declared a charge i was just going to flee and in the last game he was talking about how he wished he had the demonettes in front of my glade guard because they couldn't stand and shoot against them yeah so i was thinking to myself oh he has a no stand and shoot banner <laughs> but it's actually and i should have thought about this a little more but it's a no only hold as a charge reaction banner <laughs> so he couldn't flee so you end up hitting going into the eagle guy pursuing overrunning you end up getting close in with the glade guard and this was the only game where you know <laughs> he got into he got into the juicy yeah the creamy center of the line <laughs> of the elf list yeah but it was still fun we ended up killing i got the demonettes and the blood letters again yeah but this game he got his demon prince in and started whooping up on dryads so i yeah i kind of moved the dryads up and just wanted to see what they could do against him. Because, you know, he's tough five. Yeah. It turns out he's AS always strikes first. Yeah. With Thunderstomp. <laughs> but it's really interesting. It actually ended up being really close in the end. And I on the battlefield, it didn't look that way. Because on one side of the board, the four-foot edge, I had, like, one or two wild riders. And then, like, eight or ten inches away, I had, like, a single dryad, like... <laughs> Eight to ten inches from there, I had a unit of glade, one glade guard with my BSB fleeing. <laughs> so I needed stakes to stay to rally, but he never fled off the board, so I still got the points. Yeah. And I had like, one or two war dancers and the two treemen, so I still had like I don't know, ten or twelve hundred points. And in the last round with his magic, he had to kill him in order to get a victory. <laughs> he only won by a few hundred, so it, it's pretty fun. Yeah, um, demons are still tough. I mean. The tree man in combat against the, like I could, I'll kill two or three per rock per turn. Of uh, what blood letters or it what? didn't matter which didn't ones matter. they okay. were, just with the ward saves and yeah, that sucks because that guy's good for like five fucking best of war turn. <laughs> yeah, so that one I really kind I needed to get the dryads in on the flank. Yeah, and do some because dryads are pretty good against both the demonettes and the yeah with the, the high niche. Well, pretty much any one of them. Yeah. They got higher niche than they do. Yeah. And there's strength four, so you can limit the attacks back on the flank, at least. So, one and one against the demons. So that's the first two games. <laughs> Are you ready for the second round? This one's going to go quicker. There's less interesting things to talk about. I can't get any less interesting than that. <laughs> hi <laughs> All right, what else you got? <laughs> well... All right, so games three and four were back-to-back games I played against Benny Jammin with his ogres. ogres? Yeah, yeah, okay. Whooping up on some poor old ogres. Yeah. yeah. Bear, you could learn from this. <laughs> no, you <he> didn't. <laughs> ben Jammin didn't turn it on? No, not so good. <laughs> it was mostly the tree man whooping around, and I did get <laughs> to use the moonstone to yeah. some good effect. And uh, we had some weird things happen in the second game where... With the butchers, he rolled a double six, <laughs> and then a miscast of a one on the ogre table uh, kills you all right and wounds the other one. Yeah, starts hurting other ogre. And then butchers. he immediately rolled another double six miscast <laughs> with the next butcher and uh, followed it up with a one and rolled him in. Yeah, um, that's the fucking luck of the Raj, fucking mm-hmm. the curse of playing against the Raj. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dick. Yeah. Yeah, dick. 
All right. So, so not too exciting against the ogres. Yeah, nothing too much. You there. didn't have any? Did you have any problems dealing with any of the units or anything? Well, he had the Rhinox. Yeah. So he had a, his charge range is pretty far with those. So I was kind of right. had to keep the Glade Guard pretty far back and kind of move up the tree men mm-hmm. and kind of take things out. But I really wasn't too worried about anything. The only thing was a tenderizing tyrant. And in both games, that I just stayed kept that unit out of combat and killed everything else. Sure. Okay. Not too bad. Uh, fifth game, I played against Andrew with his Orcs and Goblins. Okay. And this one, I don't know. What kind of list did he have? Did he have? He, it wasn't really any, any of the cool new stuff. stuff. No. He did take the big Arachnorok spider. Yeah. And did maybe he fucking web up your tree man or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. The the way it worked out, he never got into combat with the tree man. Yeah. I think he would do all right against the tree man. He's got that. Toughness eight or he's something. He's got a lot of wounds. Yeah, and he's is it eight wounds. No, he's toughness five, I okay. think. But he's got he eight, eight wounds. wounds yeah. I think the crew has poison attacks and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. And he, he does have that like a big poison rush he can do that if it hits it does like D six wounds or right. something like that. But he ended up just killing a couple dryads with him. I just pretty Andrew. much kind of ignored it, killed <laughs> the stuff around it. <laughs> I have to worry about too much stuff. Yeah, black orcs, like I have no manglers. No pump wagons. He had some Savage Orc boar boys. How'd that go? How'd that go? Well, I was thinking about using the Savages because he yeah, had additional hand weapons because you can get, you charge in with the Choppas an additional. Frenzy, uh, you got like four strength five attacks per guy, <laughs> including the boar. Right. But I am getting the charge on them, and I guess one weakness is they only have a five up armor save. Yeah. Which I didn't. You never realized before, so I was thinking they're well, kind of they ward tough. Savage Wars. Yeah, they got a six-up ward, but yeah, that's like even the wild worthless. riders in the flank were kind of whooping up on them. Yeah, so I wasn't too impressed with how they worked out. But they got, they did get charged, and even if they did charge me, their initiative was so low; it's like a two or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> even just running like a five or six-man unit, sure, you think you have twenty or twenty-four attacks going their way but you lose half right you kill very easily toughness four five up armor six plus ward it really isn't much okay so you don't rate the boar boys too high then or the savage well, or the, boar boys. yeah the savage ones did not impress me okay so and then my last game mm-hmm. was against steve he's playing Liz, steve Liz higher yeah steve higher okay so we went and we jammed Snake over guys box cars yeah we jammed <laughs> over to using the first paint cast yeah. <laughs> you barely hear him, but he was there. <laughs> so we jammed over to Galaxy after work, and we were playing. So he was Lizardman, and he was rocking Lower Life, Temple Guard, Slan, a couple Saurus blocks, uh, some Croxes, some Skinks. So this is kind of the ultimate game, last game. So I could talk maybe more about what I thought of my list and all these games and stuff like that. Sure. So Steve took Life, and this kind of confirmed what. That life is actually not a very good lore, <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, Dwellers is a good spell, but compared to Shadow, where those are there's spells in that lore that can make me kill more stuff. Like, right. nothing in life makes my units any better. <laughs> so, and in most of these games, I found myself in the first couple turns, it, it's a big difference if I roll Dwellers or not. Right. And I did up the odds, and that's going to be the nugget of knowledge today. So we can maybe get into that a little later. Okay. Just on rolling spells. But it's because Dweller's like the only spell that is actually... That's a good spell because you can pick out characters sure. and stuff like that. The range isn't great, but 
Unless I roll that spell, I don't have shit to cast for like the two first two or three turns at least. Okay. And because plus two toughness, okay, the tree men don't need it, and I'm not getting any of my other units in close combat. Yeah, they're not or, close enough that they're getting shot or anything even. Yeah, or so. if I if I'm getting into close combat, it's only because they're in a position where they're not going to take any hits back, or they're not they're going they're in the flank or. You know, they're against a unit that they're well matched up against. Because I'm sure. not going to commit a unit, you know, maybe in turns four, five, or six, but not turns one, two, or three. It's just not my play style to do that kind of gambling where I declare a charge or I have to get a spell off or I lose. Right. But even then, the drives don't hit that hard, so they won't ever break anything. Where if I had a spell that was plus two strength or something and I could wipe out half a unit, if I got a chart off, well, maybe then I would go for it. But plus two toughness doesn't do much. Uh, the, yeah, there's the signature regeneration of my own unit. The model is worthless. <laughs> there's, a, there's a magic missile, or it's not even magic missile. It's D6 strength four, but the range is 18 inches. My wizard is never going to be within 18 inches of a unit. <laughs> and it's even sometimes it's kind of tough to... To get the dwellers in range, 24. Give that fucker the flying cloak, dude. <laughs> it should be all over. Well, because 18, you almost have, you put yourself in charge range. Like something can charge you if you're within 18 inches. Yeah. And if it's infantry can, might not be able to ever get it off, but, you know, like a Rhinox or, you know, Fast Cab or a Flyer can definitely can go 18. Right. So that's worthless. There's the Shield of Thorns, which is 2d6, strength 3. It's decent in base. combat. I've had my dwarfs get munched up by that a couple yeah. of times. Well, if you I get mean, Throne of Vines off, it's strength 4, which is good. Yeah, right. But if I have Throne of Vines, which I don't I don't mind it, that's a, that's a good one because miscasting sucks so bad. <laughs> but I only have one or two other spells that I may or may not be able to you know, right. get the full effect of the enhancements of the Throne of Vines. Right. But I'll still take Throne of Vines if... If I have dwellers, because those two do go well together. Right, because you don't have to worry about throwing six dice. Yeah, you have to throw six dice if you want dwellers to go off. Sure. And then the regrow spell. Now, that that's a good spell, but all my units are so small that they... <laughs> They just die. Like, if you if you can get into them, like, you're just going to wipe it out, so I'm not going to have anything to regrow. You know sure. what I'm saying? And yeah. then the, it's useful. It got fact, so you can use it just on a single model. So it's good on the tree men, but the tree men take so few wounds. Right. And with the lore attribute, which is, is so good right. with the tree men, within 12 inches, heal a wound. Like, it's almost redundant <laughs> unless you need the range or something like that. So I'm not too impressed with lore life. But uh, looking the other option, I mean the lore, the wood elf lore is, is completely trash, no. worthless. Dude, you can move trees, man. Well, for that, what's been happening when I roll, if I don't get dwellers and or I have a lot of dice, is with the treeman ancient and the two two treeman, I have four bound spells, four tree sings. So I'm. This is one of the only few wood elf lists you might see where you see a lot of tree sing action going on, and it's pretty useful. And I've played enough games where depending on what the roll what i roll for the wood changes the strategy of how i relax so if it's a wild wood the tree man he just sits on the other side and waits for you to come in right if it's a venom thicket well then the dryads go in there and they go flush to the end so they're in the wood they get all poison attacks and you don't get any right um so you know depending on the wood i can change my strategies and uh i do get off a few tree sings per per the last few games uh, they, they, with no bonuses, it's pretty easy for a level four to dispel. Sure. 
I mean, because even if on t you need two dice to kind of reliably get it off, and depending what you roll, they can easily one dice dispel right. it. So a lot of the times it's kind of the tit-for-tat yeah. kind of game. But given how many dice you can throw at a spell that might do something, I'd think most people would be inclined to just say, yeah, I don't care about the yeah. tree Well, it depends on scene. if you have dwellers you, you, and you have six dice that they're saving right. You know, to try to dice dice for dice uh, your dwellers, try and get... Right. So you, you can... The dynamics are I'm starting to get a hold of yeah. a lot better on the magic strategy and what I'm doing with my dice. Well, sure. I think that you know, as far as tree singing goes, there's a general consensus that terrain is almost fucking meaningless now as far as where it's at because it's not going to hinder your movement or anything like that. So I think you'd be people would be more inclined not to even worry about a tree singing. Yeah, and the the, the woods against the infantry against the steadfast. They break steadfast, so that's right. one of the few tools that I have have to work with. They actually break units. And then if they go through it, you know, that's fine. Then I, you can do the tree sing is also an attack. It's a D-Strike Strength 5. Sure. And the range is unlimited on that, unlike the other Awakening of the Wood. So, and, um, you know, the reason I brought that up was Steve in his game, he was using Laura Life. Yeah. And I got to see, I was, you know, kind of just observing uh, how he played with it. And it didn't do anything for him either really right <laughs> so uh but that game was fun he ended up i got a dwellers off the slam the first round he Killing? made it no oh, he made yeah. it and then the second round he got off i don't know what the hell he was trying to do but he miscast <laughs> and then well the when i got the first dwellers off i miscast i didn't do anything to myself i rolled a seven or you know whatever yeah strength six hit i didn't do anything to myself the second one so he miscast, and then he was excited because he was going to bounce the miscast to me. Because <laughs> on a two plus, there's that cupped hands. cupped hands or whatever. Yeah. And so he rolled a one, and then he rolled uh, whatever, like a three or a four. <laughs> so it like he killed like 15 Temple Guard. Oh. So it's just three left. He survived again, but then it's just a slant and three Temple Guard. <laughs> and I ended up hitting him in, that, you know, in the rear with Wild Riders and nice. Tree Men. And I got a good use out of my eagle in this game. So I was running him with the three-up ward against non-magical. I actually charged him into the skink. He had the skink on the Stegodon ancient yeah. with, like, the engine of the gods the on there. priest or whatever? Yeah. So that, that thing, if that thing goes off, it's like D6, strength 5, flaming hits within 12 inches. And it's magical. Whatever the so it could potentially, you only need to get yeah. three wounds to kill just a tree man. So all right. can fucking mop up. Half your army. <laughs> yeah. So I had the tree men spread out. I'm like, fuck. Like, I have to stop them. Like, I could shoot all my shots at it the right. whole game and still not do anything. I'm like, well, I'll put the eagle in. And sure enough, like, I didn't kill the skink the first round, but the second round killed him and then proceeded to kill all but one skink. I left one skink alive on it so I didn't have to take a monster reaction. And with the strength six, the great weapon, uh, chopped it up. And on the last turn, I think I just killed it outright. <laughs> but nice. So he, that worked good. And this game, my ward answers. This is the first first game that actually did anything. I would say. Yeah, they're the ones that chopped it up, or what? No, the ward answers. Well, in previous games, they only they killed a gorger when it came on. Right. And they killed your razor gore. Well, yeah, which ran it off. It's nothing. Which is so they're worthless. They're much, good yeah. for killing these little peely units, but they. Killed a charge of Crocs in the flank and actually beat him and ran him down. <laughs> but it's still, if the it would have been if I had charged it with a Dryads in the flank, it would have been even better. <laughs> <laughs> so All there's right. still 
not that great, but I haven't done any more suicide runs, <laughs> so it might be in the cards <laughs> sometime in Blood in the Sun. But right, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, so I've got my morale up. I definitely want to play some more games against different lists and see against some fucking dwarfs, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, well, I think against uh, dark elves, chaos warriors, I should still they sh- I should do really well. Yeah, I think. Um, when you get going into dwarves territory, not so much. Well, Even empire. Well, the, just the flame War artillery. Is that, yeah. yeah. I should say I have a first round matchup for Blood in the Sun. Did you get Domus? <laughs> no, I got Rob Fnuff. I don't know. That. He's a fan. Yeah, I, I crashed with him when I went to Brawler Bash. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, I thought he was playing dwarves, and I'm like, well, I'll just accept anyways. But he's playing Tomb Kings, but it's not really any better because the Skull Chuckers are flaming and magical. Right. But at least I can hide those behind buildings and stuff like that, depending on the terrain setup. So I might be able to hide the tree man. <laughs> or get that eagle motherfucker over there and mop him up. Yeah. So he's pretty safe against that kind of stuff. Yeah. So All he'll right. be. He's telling me about his list. He's got two Skull Chuckers, the Casket of Souls, uh, and he's got a War Sphinx. Nice. And some Tomb Guard and some sure. Skellies. And I don't know if he's using either of the Snake snake Troops. Right. Or whatever their names are. Sepulchral Stalkers or whatever. Yeah, or the Knights. So so it, that that should be fun. I'll get to see how that goes. Okay. And maybe see what happens yeah, when Tree Man down. Hopefully I get to play it too. Turns. All right. Bad all right. Is that it? That's all the games? Sneak out some other games if we start talking about something else. <laughs> All right, fuck it then. So, moving on. Contact us at pointhammered at gmail.com or check us out on pointhammered.com. Follow us on Twitter at pointhammered. Check out our forum. It's your best way to get in touch with us. Join up. You can find that at pointhammered.com slash forum. Got some interesting discussion going on there. Call a lot of people us. Po- posting their armies and stuff, so that's really cool. Yeah, I've been I've been really active in there the last maybe week. I'm, I kind of hit or miss. Some days I'll check it every day and respond a lot, and then some days I'll let it go for a fucking like a week or two. But mm-hmm. uh, what's your take on it, Bear? How often do you check in? I check it every day, but lately I've just been too tired to bother actually participating. It's like fifty percent <laughs> sleep, twenty <laughs> percent skate, five percent masturbation. <laughs> 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 Call Full, us up and uh, 5% of the time your hand is on your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Between the pissing and the shitting and the snurfing. Leave us a voicemail. 601. Try HPBV. HPBV! <laughs> if you have a question for the bear, relationship question. Yeah. Or a roller derby me. question now, yeah. Mr. <laughs> referee. The bear cares at gorkus.com. The bear skates at gorkus.com. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to create that because people are going to fucking write it. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I've also, uh, I also respond to, like, uh, on the forum as well. I did get a PM from Mr. Chris M. about about a uh, Bears Cares question, but I was too damn lazy to bother coming up with an answer this week. So oh, it's not too late, one. Bear. It's not too late. <laughs> Take a Taco Bell break. Give you a couple minutes. You have anything to say? <laughs> Joe's torturing my cat. <laughs> All right, fuck it then. Next on the list, the bear cares. Sounds like the bear doesn't care this time around. The bear doesn't care. 
Sorry, guys. It happens. <laughs> what about the uh, nug? We got yeah. a nugget? Yeah, we got a nug. Now, last episode, Raj had a nug, and he's like, I'm going to keep this nug short and sweet, and it was fucking 20 minutes of nug. What yeah. was the nug about? Let's keep this short. Charge frankly, distances. I'm getting pretty antsy about that getting nug to was our, sweet uh, and nuggy. special Canadian content. Oh, you want to get it? We can just fuck everything and do the Canadian content now. You guys want to wait? Uh, oh, let's hold off. Fuck well, it. we don't want to shoot our load right yeah. now, John. <laughs> All right, fuck it, man. <laughs> Keep pushing her back. I know. Canada Day is going to put a lot of fucking work into this Canada yeah. Day special. <laughs> we should go pick up some Labatt Blues or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Bubsy. They do. Sh- they shoot fireworks. They're just like us, except the they fourth? beat us a couple days to the punch. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, we'll fucking we'll keep that in the holster for now. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's up with the nug? Let's do the nug. Do the nug. Okay. So I was curious, with only three spells and the magic on my list seems to depend more on if I roll dwellers or not. Yeah. Whether or not I can get something shaking. So I just I was curious to see what the chances are of me rolling that spell or getting doubles and then just assuming that I'm gonna get it. So with because I only have the level three. Okay. So with a level four, you're actually it's like a ninety like a high nineties percentage, like a ninety five or Of at least getting one spell that you want. Yeah, of getting the spell that you want with a level four. Okay. Because there's two-thirds chance you're just going to roll it, and then almost like a 90% chance of a double somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, but with a level three, I was curious. And it's actually it's, it's about a 70, 72% chance. So about more than two games out of three, I should have Dwellers if, if I want it. <laughs> and I kind of – that mirrors what – my in my games, what's what's happened? Yeah, that mirrors the real world. <laughs> because Use. more more often than not, I did get it. And but for the first couple of games, I tried to take like regrowth and and uh, flesh to stone instead, or yeah. throne of vine. You know, just to kind of play around with it, see which one that I liked. Sure. But yeah, I'll, I'll be taking number six if I can get it from now on. All right. And I also I looked at a level two chance of getting a spell that you want. It's actually not too bad. It's like a 44% chance okay. of either just rolling it outright or getting a double. Sure. Okay. For your level two so Bray Shaman with the <laughs> call of whatever that big spell is to summon the giant. Oh, yeah. From the 44% chance of the victory. Lore of the Wild or whatever. I'm just winning the game outright <laughs> with a single roll. <laughs> totally, dude. Fucking lame sauce. Or, you know. So reiterate those percents. And so if you have a level two, you got a 40, 44%. 44% chance of getting one spell that you want. Level, if you have a level three, it's a 72%, 72 percent chance. Yeah. And then with a the level four, it's over 90%. Yeah, it's like 95%. Okay. Almost but, guaranteed. Yeah, almost, but not quite. So Level one. 16.66 repeating percent so, chance. So you're About a one in six chance. You're about a one in three chance that... uh. You won't get the spell you want. Yeah. So, okay. Blood in the Sun, I should have it at least three games. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't have it in the beginning of the tournament when you're playing fuckers that don't know what they're doing, so you don't really need it. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Well, Although, you do got that first round challenge. Lists, <laughs> though, the Dwellers isn't even that useful against some lists. Right. Totally. So, I don't even know what I'm going to do then. Yeah. 
just cry. <laughs> Curl up under the table. Uh, yeah. Start fucking giving the complimentary BJ. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about the Laura Beasts. <laughs> <laughs> this nug is officially wrapped up, by the way. Because <laughs> I don't right. want to talk about Laura Beasts. All right, let's have it. Well, I was thinking about Laura Beast. Lay it on us. <laughs> Look, bring out, come on down from the mountain. Tell us how it is. <laughs> but I don't think it would be that much better with Laura Beast, yeah. to be honest. Because signature spell is awesome. Yes. But also, if you're in combat, <laughs> also useless for first two turns. Right. Uh, there's another toughness spell that uh, I'm not much in defense. There's a good character buff spell, which will work on the Ancient or the Eagle, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but the two things is the the magic missile sucks dick, just like it's two six strength two. Right. And the hunter spear is pretty cool. Is ever you boost it, it's a strength ten d six, killing <laughs> monsters or war machines. Sure. But when you boost it, you still don't get any extra range, so it's just twenty four inches. Right. So. I, I wouldn't. I would never be able to use it on a war machine. I could <laughs> never get my wizard that close. Right. Just the. Play style, hunkers down. Gave her the, the fucking flying carpet, dude. Yeah, the flying leaf. You mm-hmm. got to convert up a fucking leaf. Fucking leaf. A magical flying leaf. <laughs> but then the number, big number six, is the transformation. Yeah, and that might be a good last ditch spell for turns four, five, or six. Yeah, you just keep casting it. Mm-hmm. You fucking shoot off the breath weapon. Uh-huh. You turn, you stop it, and you cast it again. You breath weapon again. Breath weapon. Again. <laughs> Yeah, so if you can get it on the flank or something. But if I want to do that, I want to tool her up more for just in case the spell doesn't go off. Like, she could still survive <laughs> around a combat. Yeah. It's like a four board or something. <laughs> but actually, one of the best spells in that would be the curse, the 36-inch hex, where it's, it's minus, minus one, one to hit. hit. Yeah. And any terrain is dangerous on a one or two. Sure. So usually the infantry doesn't give a shit about the trees. Infantry don't give shit. <laughs> but if you get that spell off, a third of them die just going through a wood. Right. So um, there's been talk of, of using that in conjunction with the heaven spell that moves units backwards, like the wind buffet spell, whatever the fuck it's oh, called. Yeah. So then you actually end up killing other people, people's units, just by blowing them back through terrain. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a controversy over that. I don't know. If it's been decided or not, but people are saying that any the the wording on it is like open terrain or any piece yeah. of terrain. But some people say just the board itself is open terrain, so that's still terrain. <laughs> so if you move that unit, a third of them should die. Oh lord, here we go. But that, there's that's uh, people being fucking stupid, in my opinion. But yeah, I was looking at in the Tomb King book. There's some kind of spell like that, and I think it explicitly states that open. That, you are affected for open terrain because I think it, it does right. something really similar. Sure. So I don't know that the lower beasts would do me any better, but I know in conjunction with the tree men and just the uh, lore ability, the healing of wounds just makes it right. life the choice That's the fucking with big the one. tree man list. Yeah. Who gives a fuck if the tree men are plus one strength, plus one toughness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that spell is cool with the dryads because then the dryads yeah, can do some are fucking killing. badass. And there's the the character buffer can give me some more killiness when I need it. Right. And then there's the killiness that could come from turning into a dragon or a manticore or whatever. Right. Um, All right. So 
If I switch to a non-tree man list, uh, that's something I'll probably consider. Two level threes with beasts. Okay. So. Cool. Let's. Uh, T-Bell. I got to take a fucking piss, and we'll get back to it. We got some Twitter questions T-bell. to answer, and then we T-bell. can get on with the fucking Canadian days. Or Make Canada a run for the border, though. and not the Canadian border. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, uh you know, let's hold off on the on the Canada Day stuff a little longer here. Let's do the oh, uh, come on. Uh, I'm getting Canada blue balls here. <laughs> <laughs> Labatt blue balls. <laughs> nice. No, oh, all right. All right. We'll well, we'll I mean if you guys insist or we could just wait until let's do the fucking Twitter questions and you know, we'll oh, see yeah. people have been asking us questions. Yeah. yeah. And so we're gonna let's do it. I'll, I'll throw them out we'll there. Respond. Okay. We'll talk about them. One that I thought was probably one of the most fucking important ones is, uh, or no, is is Orcs still the best? They is. Uh, they is. They is. This yeah. question struck me as absurd because why wouldn't they be the <laughs> best? <laughs> Nothing changed. <laughs> no. If anything, plus one combat resolution is a ton better than extra two d six move. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Bear, you're going to be the uh, definitive authority here once you get these orcs rolled out of the barn for the next, <laughs> edition, of, for the next edition of the orc, orc book. For Northstar, I thought. Edition. Sometime in 2027 like, or something. I thought you I committed should... to Northstar with orcs. The best. I commit to shit. I just had him write it down there next to my name mm. as a motivator. And I'm for <laughs> it worked. <laughs> yeah. The the tactic turns out to be a complete failure. (laughs) If I was a tournament organizer, I would make a. You know, if you want to change armies, pay pay extra ten bucks or something. Yeah, it's a real hassle keeping these books straight. So we're going to require a fee of ten bucks. All right, that one's easy. Orcs is the best. Yeah, they are. The Mangalas, the Mangla, the (laughs) Snotolings. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> nice. Even the bear's getting fucking snippy now. <laughs> Let's fucking move on. We got a question from Chris Tomlin from the Black Sun. All right. Asking who is sexier, the bear or Ben Diesel? Ooh. I, I think we're kind of biased. Yeah, I mean, that's true, because I was going bear. After exploring every inch of the bear, <laughs> we know there's no flaws on the sexy body, sexy Adonis body. All right, so we'll start a, a poll. Off. Should I post a shirt off pic of myself? You know, yeah. Can we get a pic of Ben Diesel and then Bear tries to like 
imitate whatever pose that he's in. <laughs> do you think you can handle this, Bear? Bear? I don't know. Let's do it. We'll fucking put this together. We could do it right now. Yeah, we're going to. We as soon as I get this right image now. saved off. Okay, so we'll post these pics up <laughs> on the forum, and we're going to let Point Hammered fans decide. We'll edit this could, a little bit. I don't know if they have a forum. They could put up there, too. Raj, I need a sweatshirt to wear. All right, Raj is going to wear the only coat I have that looks somewhat similar to this guy's coat. Bear needs a sweatshirt. Let me see if I can part my hair. Your hair is pretty stubborn by the looks of it there, Raj. Pretty pretty stubborn do. (laughs) We're going to an awful lot of effort for this. (laughs) Now I have the only gray sweatshirt that I own. I need you guys to stand over here. All right, these guys are posing their ass off. Bear wants to know what kind of expression. Looks like expression that looks like you kind of want to fart, but you're not sure if you're going to shit your pants. (laughs) And Raj... You just need kind of a stupid, cheesy grin on your face. I hate to say it, but my camera batteries might not be alive here. These guys have been hugging each other for like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That would be an unfair advantage anyway. Posted a bear shirt off bear pick if we don't have one of Mr. Diesel there. (laughs) Go to our forum, hammer.com slash forum. So in honor of Canada Day, let's fucking do a contest about this. Fuck yeah. So, randomly, from somebody who votes and posts, we'll fucking yeah. just pick somebody, and so, you're going to win seasons one and two of Trailer Park Boys on DVD. Yeah, we'll ship them out to you. We're going to post in the contest section of the forum. We're going to get a picture of Diesel and Bear. And and similar, we're gonna poses. A, <laughs> similar poses. Similar poses, just to make it, make it fair, make it equal. <laughs> we'll have a poll going, but then you also you have to manually... Reply and put your name in there. Right. Maybe put a witty comment or two. To actually be in the contest. To be in the contest. And you get seasons one and two of Trailer Park Boys. So get on there and fucking post, and we'll leave it open. Till Raj Podge. Till Raj fucking Podge. One month. It's on. Bet. One long, dirty month. (laughs) Stinky. One long streak of a month. (laughs) (laughs) It just goes on and on through your... Tight white underwear, <laughs> out one leg hole, back up through the other. Okay, so what we how does that through, even happen? We made it through two Twitter <laughs> questions out of how many? All right, yeah, that one's wrapped up. Let's keep going. Bear's really trying to push this along. <laughs> He's too excited for Canada Day. <laughs> He's got to get I really am. To that? All right, well, Robert Elmer wanted us. To, I think it was Robert. I wanted us to talk about the Marks of Chaos for Eighth Edition. You guys want to do that or what? Yeah, that's worthwhile. We'll talk about the Marks of Chaos. What are the marks? Well, we got one Skaven, for each god. Four gods of chaos. <laughs> How many gods are there? <laughs> Where the fuck are the marks of chaos? The dread art. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you look when you I do think that. You just went past <laughs> yeah. it. Those oh, are yeah. Gift, um, yeah, you're on. This is where the marks are. All right, so we got. Now, these, price-wise, they vary based on whether you're putting them on a character mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or a unit. We, we'll just talk about the points for a unit. Just to give a general idea of what they cost. So, first up is the Mark of Zinch. It Mark of Zinch. 20 points onto a core unit here. And what it does is grants a six up ward save, but it's stackable. So, if you already have a ward save, aka like a parry save, a weapon shield, it improves it by plus one. Okay. So, 20 points to give a unit a plus one to their ward save. It's not a bad deal. I don't support going the hand weapon shield route with right. Chaos Warriors ever. Nah, Strength 4 is too 
totally not kill enough. I wouldn't waste be... the fucking points on a shield. <laughs> yeah. When you could just be doing more wounds or more attacks. So, I mean, statistically, point for point, a six plus ward is. You're probably going to. Almost worthless. From my experience well, with. Well, the... if you make one, how many points is a Chaos Warrior? Okay, if you that. kill the whole unit or whatever, you're going to. One out of every six is going to survive. So, point. I think points wise, it still makes sense. If if you if you don't have anything well, else to spend it on, you might as well. If you if you already have the hand weapon shield, then five aboard is fucking great. So at that point, yeah. I think it's a pretty solid choice. But that's not the way I would go with it, as you just said. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't think I would it. go. I don't think I would take it. Mm-hmm. Well, I would go maybe on. Let's talk about some of the different units. <clears throat> it also gives you plus one to cast if you're a wizard, but then you have to take Lore Zinch. Which will get you the old, the first killer spell to ever come out, which was Gateway. Right. So well, that's not a bad deal. I mean, you could be talking about plus five if you're a level four, which is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, can you imagine you and an ogres with a six-up ward pair? How sweet would that be, bud? <laughs> <laughs> Give them the fucking old Mark Zinch. Yeah. Well, you could do a hand weapon shield on those guys, too. Get that no, they don't up. think they have shields now in the, in the, in the chaos w- book. Chaos, no. I think they took that option away, this edition. You could do it for Minotaur. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's nice. Wouldn't be too bad for how many points you spend. Yeah. See, the six-up ward, that's a pretty good item to combine with the Iron Curse icon. Right. Because then for 25-point investment, you get a five-up you know, ward five against ward. just war machines right. specifically. But Which is huge. Well, if there's but any for spells certain, to give certain units, saves. you know, that tend to get targeted a lot more. So Right. It's like a unit of Chaos Knights or something. If you're gonna put, a, if you're inclined to put a character in there, you could might as well pop in the Iron five Curse, point, make him a five worth up it. ward. Yeah. yeah. So I think. So we don't rate it on its own, but in conjunction with something else, mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think then it gets fucking really feasible, and it seems like a really fucking solid idea at that point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's good for the with the wards you can give characters, because a four up ward turns into a three up ward then, which is pretty pretty damn good. Just for my playing with the Amarantine Brooch which is the wood elf item that gives you the three up. So a true three up board is pretty decent. Right. Yeah, that's uh, it's really insane. easy to biff <laughs> a couple rolls though still. Yeah. One or two is a lot different than a one and six. Okay. What's the next one? Next one Mark of Nurgle. Mark of Nurgle. Um, it's a, a core, bad rap. Core unit, we're looking at thirty points, which is pretty fucking pricey. Mm-hmm. And looks like it will Give minus one to hit for any shooting attacks directed at the unit, and minus one weapon skill for any unit making attacks against the unit. Yeah, so attacks only. So if they're equal weapon skill, it doesn't make them, like if they're weapon skill five, it doesn't make them weapon skill four, and you wouldn't hit them on threes then. It's only when you're getting attacked. Right. So mm, not as good as what it was. Because back then, the minus one to hit. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's not what it said. Yeah, read the first part. Any enemy unit targeting a model with the mark of Nurgle is yeah. at minus one to you hit. You only target a model one weapon attack. Uh, well, that's, I don't know. That seems like someone fucking reading it that way, but all right. Yeah. Is that the common interpretation? Yeah, that's the consensus. Wow, really? That's bull. Well, then this is fucking, this is a piece of shit. 
Not well, even fit to wipe your butthole with. Yeah, with the minus one to hit isn't that big of a deal, because <laughs> the there always used to be a couple bow throwers slopping around in every army list. Now it used not so to be, much. Yeah. If it, not so many shooters as there used to be. If it was a minus one to hit in combat, then it would be fucking totally worth it. That'd yeah. be huge. But and then on a, a chaos warrior, for example, he's about to go five. Right. So it only matters if he's fighting a elite troops. If someone was weapon skill six. Which is very few. Right. Or weapon skill three, because then they would hit on fives if they're no, weapon skill two. That's kind of big, because any fucking I think, human or... I think I would take the mark of Nurgle on a unit that was already... Had the banner of rage on it. Okay. Because uh, frenzy, What's I that think, is better. That's, that's yeah. a frenzy banner? It gives you frenzy. So this gives you a frenzy through that, and then you can take mark of Nurgle. Because... A couple of the armies out there are primarily weapon skill three armies. So let's say Savage Orcs. If yeah. they're not big guns, weapon skill three. Um, Saurus are weapon skill three. So Lizardman armies, Empire armies, those big Halberder units are weapon skill three. Sure. So a lot of the primary troops of a few few army lists are weapon skill three. So if their main combat blocks, without any magic, anything else going in, hitting are hitting you on fives. That's yeah, that's... That's fucking terrible. As I found out when fighting against your fucking tree bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's fucking huge. Uh, but then it's also easier if you're running Lore of Shadow, it's a better deal. <laughs> I'm trying to slurp up this beer. Um, slurp it up there, John. Well, I got fucking shocked. Look at those liqueurs lying there in that puddle of beer. <laughs> <laughs> All the live electrics that it's, it's like being a, swarmed by a giant it's like puddle a Homer of beer. Simpson moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a, a quick little fucking zap. <laughs> really fucking picked up the cast, though. <laughs> All right, anyway. What's next? Next? Well, the other thing is you get access to Mark uh, Lore of Nurgle with your wizards. Right. Which, which isn't bad. Yeah. I think it's cool because it's themey if you're into the Nurgle theme. A lot of people either love it or hate it, though, so... Mm-hmm. Love it! Love it! <laughs> I'd probably... Is corn the next one? Mark of corn! Yeah. So this is probably... 30 points for a core unit. Right. You would go for This is the one you usually see. Units with two hand weapons and then mark of corn, so you get the yeah. frenzy. Or even any setup, really. Halberd or... Right, yeah, Halberd, too, for the, for the string. Yeah... Pretty good. It seems pretty expensive though. Thirty points a unit. <laughs> Same points as the Mark of Nurgle. When you're well, yeah, that's why I don't rate the Mark of Nurgle very high. But if you're taking, well, I don't know, maybe at the most you probably have two units of Chaos Warriors anyway because they're fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. But then you're gonna have some knights you might want to throw it on before it's over. Mm-hmm. You got really expensive troops. And now you're putting expensive marks on each one. So then your fucking model count's going way down. Yeah. Well, let's see what you get. So, unit chaos warriors, you get an extra five or six or seven attacks, depending on your front edge. You well, typically, psych. you're probably going to be five or six wide. I think I usually see six for these oh, yeah, guys. I've never seen more than six six wide. Right, that looks like it's pretty standard. Mm-hmm. And you're immune to psych, which is good, so no panic. Because it, or is it chaos leadership? It actually isn't that great. Nah, um, it was an eight. eight on a warrior. It's better than the fucking beastman. <laughs> yeah. So the downside is you have to declare a charge always, which I've never seen anyone actually follow this rule <laughs> in 8th edition where they're frenzied and they should be taking all these restraint checks. Right. Uh, that might just be me. Because <laughs> they should be 4 plus 12, 16 inches out. That's quite a bit. Right. 
Um, so in theory, it's a hindrance, but people just ignore the rules, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, that the bigger deal is you can't flee a charge. That's more of a pain in the ass for me. I don't know. With Swiss reforms and stuff, you can kind of realign quicker sure. to threats and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. So you're, you're paying 30 points. You're getting six extra attacks. Weapon skill five. Probably strength four. If you get the halberd, strength five. five. Yeah. I think it makes a fucking ass kicker unit an even bigger ass kicker. So mm-hmm. it must work because you see it a lot. That's... I don't know if I'd take it because I'm the kind of guy that likes to take lots of models and keep them as cheap as possible. Mm-hmm. Although that strategy doesn't fucking work too well. So, <laughs> okay. Any insight, Bear? No. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Marcus Lanesh? Marcus Lanesh. What do you got? It's the cheapest one at 10 points. Immune to fear, terror, and panic. This one caused a stink when it first came out because it used to make you immune to psych so you yeah. couldn't flee. But now you can still flee, and you're immune to fear, terror, and panic. So I think it's really good on those Marauder horsemen that you want to run around on the flanks. Yeah, that's a good one. I wouldn't. Your, before the 8th edition, with those three rolls, you never got a BSB roll on. Right. So you could biff them really easily. Right. Um, now with your center, if you're talking your main chaos warrior block, you might just forgo. Yeah. But I don't for see 10 it. points, though, it's a nice... Yeah. Don't even worry about a panic. It's a nice safety or, net. I agree. Or don't even worry about bis- biffing that fear check by accident. Or but you could just take the. F- All right, so flank troops. Yeah. I think that's the only place I'd rate it. But ogres and sh- I would put on some chaos ogres because those is fuckers is leadership seven. Yeah, right. they can take marks. Not the dragon ogres or the trolls, but the chaos ogres. Leader seven ogres. Yeah, I think that's probably a pretty solid choice. Really, you're only taking it. To avoid panic checks because you already cause fear, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Well, you got the will of chaos. But right, depending where you want to throw them in your line, might be something to consider. But then you get access to lore of Slanesh with your wizard. Yeah, show, so that's not a bad deal. Yeah, because that's where the delusion spell is, mm-hmm. right? And that's a fucking so it kind of sucked before because if, if you want to take a Slanesh wizard, he's immune to psych. So if you put him in a unit, <laughs> that whole they unit couldn't would flee. couldn't <laughs> flee. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only place I rate is, like I said, on the flankers. But being that I'm a fucking fluffy guy, I wouldn't just put it on the flankers and not have it on anybody else because that's kind of a fucking dick douche move if you want to play that way, though. Dick I'm sure douche. it's pretty effective. So A dick douche move. <laughs> you ever douche your dick? You ever douche your dick, Bear? <laughs> I think the bear's had enough. <laughs> All right. Fuck it, man. That's enough talking about that shit. Let's move on a little bit. All right, we got two more questions, and then we have a couple paint questions. So I know you guys are eager to get this Canada Day it's shit. It's Canada Day! <laughs> Yo! Uh, one of the Twitter users fucking wrote in and asked, Is it gay if you can suck your own penis and you repeatedly do so? <laughs> are you gay or blessed? Yeah. My child. I don't think it's gay because... It's technically just masturbation. Yeah, I'm going with that. That's definitely just masturbation. <laughs> Party, yeah. Better question, if it is gay, who fucking cares? <laughs> Feels good, do it. <laughs> Are we talking about swallowing here or not? I mean, it's eh, whatever. Uh, what is that? That's like picking a scab and eating it. It's like recycling. It's like, or eating a booger. This is kind of like eating your own bodily junk. <laughs> bodily fluids. I think... I think How do you, you? What's it? Is this why the legends go into yoga? <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> Where do you? How do you get that bendy? The, the auto fillator is out there. The auto fillator. What is it? That's yeah, what it's called. Auto fellatio. 
someone let Sucking us know, up. you know, how do you how do you attain this goal? Uh, Savage gets calls about this once in a while. It's pretty entertaining. Supposedly it's something that anybody can achieve if you put in the effort to do the stretches. <laughs> the, <payoff. laughs> the stretches. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work, though. But think of the payoff. <laughs> you listen to the Smodcast stuff. Creamy white payoff. <laughs> Kevin Smith talks about it, and he had done it at one point, and, like, came in his own mouth. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that. He talks about it once in a while. That Michelin he did man. It, he, did it when he, was, that. he did it when he was a young guy, so before he was a big dude. But uh, but he talks about it, <laughs> and and that's entertaining, so I won't go into his story, but I don't think it's gay. I'm fucking totally cool with it. Even if it was gay, it'd be cool with it, but mm-hmm. all right. What do you, you guys want to fucking weigh in? Gay or nay? Um, nay. I'm going nay. Nay gay. <laughs> All right. So the question, nay gay. Motherfucker, you can't answer with both of them. <laughs> nay towards the gay. <laughs> All right. All right. So we answered that one. So the next question is, if you could clone yourself or if you could travel a day or two forward or back in time, either way, and you could have sex with yourself, is that considered gay? <laughs> tricky yeah era. is that has this ever happened in an episode of stargate Jeff? <laughs> you get some light on it um well see the, stargate is more of a family show so they don't they do occasionally get into time travel but usually it's just the dude is in the room alone with the other dude that's also himself and they just kind of close the door and some sexy music starts so they don't ever specify whether this, they believe this act to be gay or not, but they do specify that it, it has to happen. Because who, I mean, who wouldn't go back in time two days and fuck themselves? It would be like ex- <laughs> extreme masturbation, I don't know. Or... Every person loves themselves. <laughs> so if they found themselves <laughs> with themselves. in another body, they would be with themselves. <laughs> and they would, it's something else. It's not gay or not gay. It's beyond. It transcends, it transcends any, any type of sexual identity. Yeah, yeah. transcends sexual orientation. <laughs> okay, okay. So we're not going to make a call gay or nay on this one. Just call it a good time. A good I mean, time. that's what I'm going with. <laughs> well, let's say. A hypothetical good time. Your hypothetical self just gives you a, a hand job. That's like a hand. You have a hand. What if you could talk the hypothetical other you into wearing a mini skirt, fishnets, and a blonde wig? <laughs> Does that make it any easier? <laughs> well, then he would be the gay one. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going prison rules then. <laughs> yeah, I think Is that so. what we're talking about here? <laughs> He's the one shaving his butt. <laughs> He's the one. Well, you got to shave it because he can't really get back. You got to remember, though, that means sometime in the near future you're going to be the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was in the past, Bear. <laughs> I don't even remember. Then you already are. <laughs> it wasn't in my timeline, dude. <laughs> this is why I love Stargate, by the way. <laughs> the fucking awesome possibilities of logic and I time. I Crichton should write about this shit. All right, and that's enough gay or nay. This could be a new segment, but... <laughs> gay or nay! Male roller derby. <laughs> Find out next time <laughs> on <laughs> gay or nay! All right, we have some painting questions, too. Um, a couple Ooh, people who paints? In. Come on. One of these fuckers <laughs> wrote in, and he's wanting to paint up some ghouls. He wants to do... Ghoulies. <laughs> so he wants Jim. to paint some ghouls, and he wants to do it simple. So he wants to base coat white, and then just use some inks, a couple different ink colors. And he wants to know if we can think of a decent way, or an easy way, a couple ink colors to make it look good. But I don't... Bears it's all the closest about experimentation. Attempt. I would think you'd be better off with starting with like a 
like a pale green or yellowish color for the space. Yeah, yeah. Paint. I put that down you here. You don't have to use a non. You, so don't, you don't have, have to use a white, white primer. So use a different color well, base coat. You would still want to usually still want to prime them white first. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Just you thinking about it. Well, it depends on the color. How it's going to be lighter if you color. go white. Yeah. And you could prime it black first, and it would tow down yeah. whatever your next spray is. I just found like with what I was working on, you know, like to get the fluorescent colors to stand out as bright as I needed to spray paint them white first. But, you know, spray painting a model twice is a lot easier than spray painting it and then base coating each one. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to... You can kind of miss it. You don't even have to do a thick full mm-hmm. coat. Yeah. You know? From now on, my base coat is always going to be a primer. I'm yeah. I'm never going to not... So, like with these lizard men, I was thinking some kind of orangey kind of color for them so i'm gonna try to find a nice orange so yeah i think if you just started with something you know in the in the pale green head down light to brown yellowy color fleet and farm or whatever the farm and fleet or fleet farm <laughs> farm and whatever fleet. you have in your neck of the woods <laughs> krylon's got quite a few colors and i'm sure i found i found that and, i found that matte and satin colors tend to work to take, yeah take the satin you, you don't want a gloss because nothing will stick to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Even a semi-matte. So there might be some. Depend. Do you want like a human skin tone ghoul or a, a right a green, green one? Like yeah, you could even start with the base of a pink, like pink, you know, like a pale pink, and do some maybe some browns, some subtle reds. Who fucking knows? It's pretty much just. I mean, all this kind of shit just Try involves shit. some test modeling. You know, take like. Ted model. They don't even have to be ghouls. Just I always use whatever yeah, the yeah. oldest. Cra- like I've got a whole bucket of like of, of old or, of old orc models. I did. I I assembled you know years and years and years ago that uh-huh. I don't. Every time I want to test them, I take like half a dozen of them out and start spraying them down with different things and start doing different washes and you know okay. just all I have to do is have about the right you know the kind of uh, shapes and crevices of a miniature you know I mean. It's about how it fills in the nooks and crannies. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. I think that's probably the best advice we can give because I don't think there's a set fucking formula you can just throw out there and they can make yeah. good use of. So. But yeah, that's the nice thing, though. You know, you, you find the thing you like and then easy as shit after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the hard part is the experimentation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's kind of fun, Some though. might consider it the most enjoyable part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some stuff I'm going to mess around with on the Orctonians. I found these other acrylic-type paints. Um, so I'm going to try doing some white base coats and using different types of acrylic paints over them. Uh, I'll do some updates on that when I get it done. I did mess around with it. I did some black primed, and then I tried these new paints I bought, and they absolutely don't show up at all over black primer. So I expected them to cover just like normal G-Dub acrylics will, but they don't at all. craft store paints? Uh, yeah, like but they're models. really expensive ones. Uh, okay. Remember, I think yeah, I, I talked to you a little bit about them, but I'm, I'm going to do some more experimentation as it goes on, and if it works out, then I'll talk about it. So you might consider a white base coat and other types of paints. So Okay, uh, next question. I thought this one was kind of funny. With it. Do you use clean paint water every time you paint, or how often do you change your paint water? Well, John, <laughs> I think if you ask... Three different gamers to get three different answers. <laughs> so, so you guys, um, it's not every time. Yeah, I, it's not close. Mine to starts every time. to evaporate. I, you know, I'll go dump it and rinse it out and refill it. But if it's more than um, just a murky 
green gray color and then i'll toss yeah. it i think or if I there's fucking, too many metal sparkles in it yeah. yeah that's one time that i absolutely will every every time if i'm trying to paint but there's too many metal flakes in there but other than that i think i fucking i haven't changed my paint water in a month dude <laughs> and i've been painting every single day so you just add to it every time or? yeah when it starts drying up i just squirt more paint in there what do you use to cover up the paint water dish so your cats don't drink it. Uh, they just don't do it. My <laughs> old cats would, and then you could see where their tongue lapped and flicked it across mm. the table every time, but these cats leave it alone. Um, but if you take a brush and scrape the bottom of my paint water cup, you'll literally get just a ton of sediment and shit yeah. from all the paint colors that have settled down in there. It's fucking gross, but I only ever really use the very top of the water anyway, so and it looks just black them in painting blacks and grays mm-hmm. but i get really good results regardless so, so how many times have you been painting with a beverage and almost drunk in the paint water instead of your beverage um, and I then get, dipped your I've never <laughs> dipped your that. brush yeah. into the do you see my paint cup it's a little fucking yeah mine's my paint thing made like for it big. so yeah so yeah it's yeah. hard to mistake that with you well know. do i do it with like, like an actual cans. kitchen glass or something me yeah uh, I was using a dirty old cup, but now I use, I'm using like a little, I don't know, almost like a, maybe like a six or eight ounce little yeah. plastic cup. And then I I have like a little dish of flock that I set on top of it <laughs> whenever I leave. So Hexa doesn't get at the precious fluids. <laughs> nice. Cats right. love just dirty, tepid water. <laughs> See, my cats are the fucking opposite. They won't go near that shit. <laughs> My cat, well, the one cat in particular, just likes to get up on things and knock them off of the table. So <laughs> he doesn't get, they don't have access to my my uh, game room. Ginger will spoil our cats. She'll actually put this like weird chlorophyll shit into their water so they get <laughs> their little plant nutrients and shit Keep like it that. Green. Yeah. This stuff's good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that weird bird. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so I have uh, one of other question here and i kind of get i get this question or something pretty similar frequently so i've prepared a couple pages of a response here a couple pages um, now so yeah but it should go pretty quick so the question is i'm trying to get really smooth color transitions on my highlighting my successive layers always end up looking rather stark and not smooth at all it makes my painting suck dick and disheartens me when i don't get the results i want so how do you get your highlighting to look smooth and really good and if you boil the question down, essentially what he's asking is, how do I get smooth highlighted transition between my base coat, which may or may not be an inked coat, and my final highlight color? And the answer is really simple, but it's also really time-consuming. There's two things you can do, um, and they, they need to be done in conjunction to make them work. So the first thing you want to do if uh, your transitions or your layers are too stark is to use more intermediate color mixes. The more you do the better your highlighting will look. You just have to make sure that you're making a worthwhile transition to a lighter color with each layer that you do. One tricky bit to this part of the process is that the colors always dry a little bit darker than they are when they're wet. So as you're mixing colors, you'll think, ah, man, this is way too light. And then you'll add a little more dark color to it because it's always mm-hmm. going to dry darker than it looks when it's wet. And then I think too, when you, you won't have a stark varnish. enough transaction. You have to kind of get a feel for it. Usually when I'm mixing up paint colors... I, I use one of those round paint dishes with all the little cups that go all the way around it. It's probably six or seven inches across. Yeah. And then there's space for a little paint cup in the middle. And I always keep the last couple of colors in a row so that as I'm mixing up the next color, 
I can just brush a little bit into the previous color to make sure that it's stark enough. It's not the same color. So I'm actually making a transition to a lighter color. Because mm-hmm. um, there were times when I was painting those, painting those harpies that I would mix up a color and I'd paint for half an hour, 45 minutes, and then I'd realize... This color is not a transition. Like, it's almost the exact same color as I did before. So then I would just fucking add a little more light color and fucking start over having wasted a bunch of time. So so that's the first thing. You want to use more intermediate mixes. And then the second thing you want to do is use water when you're applying paint to the model. For me, this is what the process looks like. I mix up the color for the next highlight layer. And then I add enough color to it. Or I'm sorry, I add enough water to it to make it so that it's runny, but it still coats really well. Now, at that point... I'll start painting the model. And every time I put the paintbrush into the paint, I dip it about halfway in, and then I twist the brush to a point on the same, in the same paint cup just to remove the excess paint. Um, and then to get the tip as pointy as possible. Then what I do is I'll dip just the tip of the paintbrush into the paint water. And I'll take that and I'll brush on the back of my hand a little bit. Uh, on the back of the hand that's actually holding the model. So I can use the back of my hand to judge whether or not I need to get more water on the brush or whether you know it's coating at a satisfactory le- level mm-hmm. of you know transparency um, versus actually covering the model. Um, so whenever I paint, you can see like right now, I always fucking have a bunch of paint on the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there's too much coverage from the paint and it's not transparent enough, I'll dip just the tip into the water again and then I'll brush a little bit on my hand again. And I'll do that until I'm happy, and it's going to provide the highlight at the proper transparency level. Um, I also use those brush strokes on the back of my hand to form the tip of the brush into the shape I want it to be in. So if I'm doing really sharp highlights, I'll twist to get a nice point. But if I'm doing broader areas, then I'll let the bristles spread out a little bit into a bit of a fan so I can get Mm -hmm. a broader stroke with it. Um, So those are the two keys. You want to use transitional layers, and you want to use water when you're doing your highlights. Um, the key to getting that down is really just to fucking practice, dude. That's yeah. that's how I learned it. Keep on practicing until it looks good. If you're going to fucking learn to play the guitar, you're going to practice until it sounds how you want it to sound. If you want to fucking get good at painting, you have to just keep on doing it until shit starts to look how you want it to look. Now, when you start doing this type of process, it's fucking time-consuming, though. That's why it takes me 45 minutes to an hour per highlight layer per harpy because... I'm doing this every single time I get paint on the goddamn brush. One thing you can do to save some time is that each model is going to have small detail bits and large detail bits. And typically you can skip the small detail bits with every other layer, and then that will save you some time. So, for instance, on the harpies, the large detail bits would be things like the thighs or the wing membranes. There's wide, there's a lot of space there, versus small detail bits like the feet or the shoulder and the collar details. So the small bits, they just don't have as much area to cover, so there isn't enough room there to paint as many layers. But the large large bits really need as many layers as you can put on there to make the transition smooth across a wide part of the model. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's all manner of in-between sizes where you just have to make the judgment call. An exception to that, though, is the face. I'll never skip any layers on the face because it draws so much attention. That's where people always look. For my purposes and just the way it works out for me, I found that some colors are a lot easier to do than others. Like blacks and grays, as I mentioned before, take fucking forever. It takes tons of intermediate shades to get it to look really good. But I find that reds and browns and tan-based whites work really well. So you can consider that if you want to start practicing these techniques, start with the colors that's easier to use. So like a complete example of me applying this technique is on the harpies. I decided that I wanted to go black to gray 
those types of tones so that they look creepier and more fantasy-like because you really don't see anything with you know bright gray-blue skin in the real world. Um, yeah. So for the second batch of these guys, I base-coated them the Vallejo equivalent of Space Wolf Gray, and then I gave them two coats of the Games Workshop Black Wash, uh, Badab Black, however the fuck you say that. Badab. And then from there, the goal was to highlight them all the way back up to Space Wolf's Gray. And it was quite a fucking color transa- <laughs> transition. It, it's taken seven layers, um, plus the final highlight of Space, Space Wolf's Gray, to get enough layers um, to make it look smooth and the transitions to look good. And then each time I, I've applied a new layer, as I said before, it's taken... About 45 to 55 minutes per model. And I know that because I watch episodes of TV shows in there, or I have them at least playing so I can pay attention to it. So it is really time-consuming, but the results end up being really good. Another time-saving technique here is since it takes between 5 to 10 minutes to get the paint mixed up for each layer, I found I was spending just a shit ton of time fucking always mixing up paints. I'd, you know, I'd come home, I'd have 20 or 30 minutes to paint, and I'd spend most of the time mixing up a fucking paint layer. So... I mentioned before that I use those round paint trays from the craft store. Like eight like paint a, cups a in a circle around. Yeah. yeah, it's a paint palette. A plastic white paint palette. Um, so what I started doing was mixing up bigger batches of this paint. And then when I'm done painting for the day, I just put a drop of water in there and I mix it up. And then I just take a piece of saran wrap or like plastic wrap that you'd use in the kitchen, lay it over it. And those new Games Workshop paint pots, uh, you know, like what they released with the foundations. Yeah. You can take those and just stick them into the paint cup, and they fit perfectly to cap it off. And I've had paint sit for two days that I mixed up, and it was still good when I came back to use it. So just saran wrap and a paint pot um, on that paint palette has fucking saved me probably hours of my life. So that worked out really good. I've also heard that like uh, refrigerating paint, too, keeps it from drying out as quickly. Yeah. Okay. If you have room in your fridge. <laughs> I, I think if it's exposed to the air, that might not hold true because the refrigerator generally dries shit out if you oh, leave it, it exposed be. like that. But if it's in a sealed pot, that probably holds true. One, one thing, and Raj kind of mentioned this before, that really helps a layering job look really great is clear coat. There's just been lots of times I've taken models that I put a fuck ton of hours into. They were layered well, but I just wasn't like enthused by it. And then I hit them with some GW or some Armory Dull Coat only to be just astounded by how great they turn out after they've dried. The clear coat really enhances the layer effect, and it helps to further smooth out your transitions. I think we've all experienced that. Um, But you'd be surprised, actually, what it will do for you. And then one final thing to note about this type of painting technique is to make your models really pop and to look great is if you just keep on layering them until you hit a really bright color. It does give a really solid fantasy look, and some people don't like that fantasy look. Uh, but it makes your models pop on the table. It makes it just makes them look fucking good, and it draws a lot of attention. And I think that's the kind of thing that will pull in the people to get people to look at yeah. it. And if it's done well, those are the kind of things that will win you Best Painted Awards. So. Yeah. Well, like, and these are all techniques, like you say. I mean, this is... That's advanced shit. That's, it takes a lot of time and dedication and practice. You that's know? exactly I mean. it. But if you just listen to that a couple times, and if you're the kind of person that can fucking take something you hear and try it... Like I said, practice. It's all it takes. And mm-hmm. I don't recommend doing it on your whole army. That's why it took me three years to get the Beastmen on <laughs> to their first fucking release date. But, you know, just try it on your character models. Try it on fucking... Just try it randomly. Try Do it something. Random model, work with yeah. it. Once you start seeing the results, I mean, you'll be surprised what you can accomplish. Because it's really not hard. It's just fucking time-consuming and kind of tedious. So I think you do have to be mm-hmm. patient to make that work. I think that's it for the questions, guys. 
You guys got any more comments on those types of painting techniques? I'm just focused on our special Canada Day. Yeah. Oh, I think it's wow. fucking time, I think, dude. I think it's time we should all... We should, all, should we take we should, another break or should we just fucking hit it right now? What do you guys want to do? <sighs> wow. Well, why don't we just take a break and we'll let everybody... Everybody should probably rise for the Cana- Canadian Canada National, National Anthem, Anthem here. <laughs> and when we come back, we'll jump Sweet. right into it. All right. Cool. All right, so let's do the candidate shit, boys. Okay. We spent a lot of time working on this. Yeah, this is fucking big stuff. For this one, we're going to rely on our foreign correspondent, Bubsy. Bubsy? Bubbles, the man. Let's let's just fucking put his clip in here. So he's going to tell us about... What's he he going to tell us about the Canadian Warhammer scene is? Yeah, he's... (laughs) Yeah, so we're just going to ask him... How's the Warhammer scene? Yeah, tell us about Canada. the Canadian Warhammer scene. Go What's into, it like? He's going to do some in-depth, uh, I think, in-depth discussion on it and tell us, you know, all the ups and downs, who the major players are, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, just really... I mean, how it's been in the past and, what, you know, where it's going. So, Bubbles, let's have it. It's pretty good, eh? Suck my balls. This is your lovely friend, Domus, from sexy Illinois town. And you, sir, can suck my balls. I told this guy where I was from. He said, oh, Canada. Kind of laughs it off. Check one, two, one, two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From the land of the lost, Trans Canada Cross. Patriotic and I honor with my hand on my heart. From the greatest of lakes to the greenest of greens to the rockiest mountains and everything in between. Canada, oh, you're no fan of us Cause the movie and TV shows are so amateur Yeah, we laugh it off, that don't really bother me Look, we ain't serious unless you really gotta be Humorous attitude, like kids in a hall The Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, how we claiming them all It's the great white north, home of the funniest actors The front of the joke with an abundance of laughter The red and white flag, keep it high, keep it visual People say Canada gets stereotypical Think we finish every sentence with buddy or bye And if it ain't that, it's either dude A or guy yeah, we consider it people And smoke a marijuana, we consider it legal Still doing rap like the 1990s But that's how we like it, off time and grimy I, I know where I'm from and I told you before North of America, hard to ignore Every time I go away, I tell them for sure I'm from Canada, oh, 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 Canada Sick beat, we call it a classic. Last makes a sick beat, we call it a classic. Last 
is a sick beat. He called it a classic. I've been around the globe and heard the confusion. Honestly, a lot of y'all are ignorant and stupid. Yes, we have microwaves, TVs, and cell phones. Unintelligent fuck, we invented the telephone. We made Yahtzee, the light bulb, hockey, and bred the greatest players, Gretzky to Crosby. We all got at least one drink and buddy. And after one drink, all of us think we're funny. A national mascot's a damn beaver. Oh, Canada, we love our beaver. Home of Hell's Angels and RCMP. Home of Gordon Lightfoot and SCTV. The Underground Railroad. George St. Pierre right here's where we call home. A healthcare system, y'all know it's free. Keep a girl banging with a full mouth of teeth. I won't even get into the music industry. They say hip-hop is dead. Nah, it's up north with me. I can do this all day. It's a part of my routine. But supper's almost done. And tonight, routine. Yeah, I know where I'm from and I told you before. North of America, hard to ignore. Every time I go away, I tell them for sure. I'm from Canada. Oh, 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 Canada. I'm from the East Coast of Canada. Oh, 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 Canada. I'm from the East, East, East Coast. <laughs> I'm from Canada, so sometimes words come over my mouth like this. Get used to it. Well, if you shove in a Michael Clark Duncan-sized dildo up your butt, <laughs> would that be gay then? No, because... If you're saying, fuck me, Michael Clinton. <laughs> <laughs>